This week's episode of Roboism is sponsored by Field Notes Brand. USA-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or their retail location at 400 North May. When you go there, tell them that Roboism sent you because you need notebooks to start designing your very own robot prototype. Thanks again to the Chicago Podcast Co-op for hooking up our sponsorships. You can learn more at chicagopodcastcoop.com. I'm Alex Cox. And I'm Savannah Million. And this is Roboism. Beep, beep, boop. <laughs> Today, I am really, really excited because we're going to talk about Twitter bots. I love Twitter bots. Can you explain to our audience what a Twitter bot is mechanically? Because even I'm not yeah. completely sure. Yeah, I think I think I can. So uh, Twitter bots are when programmers write uh, scripts that tweet without the need of a human um so there are a lot of different varieties of twitter bots uh there's some there's one one very common um twitter bot that you can find are uh ebooks <laughs> so um so what what are <laughs> ebooks <laughs> yeah so ebooks ebooks twitter accounts uh it's if you if you start like looking for tutorials on how to make um, Twitter bots, it's one of the more common ones that you'll find. You make it a Twitter account that will pull other people's Twitter accounts and then kind of chop and screw all of their previous tweets into um, word salad new tweets. Uh, so some of the algorithms are pretty good and some of, if you have any uh, like Twitter friends that tweet very absurd things when uh, you make ebooks uh, bots of them, they, they come out very real sometimes and it's pretty entertaining or it can be. Um, so there have been a lot of famous Twitter bots recently. Uh, Olivia Taters, who was created by Rob Dubbin, he writes for the Colbert Report and, or did write for the Colbert Report and is like, you know, internet famous, um, made a bot that is a teenage girl. Yes. (laughs) And, but the way he did it is he took, uh, he like search twitter for tweets with things like literally or just dumb adverbs and it created this bot who really seems like a teenage girl sometimes you'll get those like weird surrealist like that's not an actual sentence tweet um but most of the time it's like all right i would buy that yeah yeah there are some pretty good bots out there that are um difficult to tell that they're bots some people think she's a real teenager yeah like um there was a story on an old podcast tldr uh where olivia taters tweeted at someone who's grieving and then the person replied back like oh that's not cool and then olivia apologized and it was just like they resolved (laughs) the issue themselves bot and human it was really really weird and really cool um, on a less serious note, I saw some gamer gator guy uh, hop on some chain about feminism and got into like a twenty tweet long argument with a bot about feminism, uh, which was great. Can we find that thread? <laughs> yeah, and put it in I'll show find notes. it. We'll put That's it great. in the show notes. It was pretty hilarious. I, I mean, the best part is at the end of it when somebody points out to him that he's been debating a bot the whole time. They've almost emerged as like art projects too. My mm-hmm. one of my new favorite bots is I think called Infinite Desert, and it just has like 
ASCII art of that makes what looks like a desert. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so every once in a while, I just see a little picture of a desert. And sometimes there's a cactus. Sometimes there's a cloud or like a little lizard. And I don't know why I like it so much. That's great. But it's really cool. There's another uh, cool Twitter art bot. Um, it's called, I think it's called fuck every word and it, yeah, it's just set up, which this one, um, I'm so jealous of because the programming behind it sounds very simple because it's just going through the entire dictionary and, um, tweeting every single word, uh, with the word fuck preceding it. Um, so at some point it'll just end. Um, (laughs) uh, have you ever had a conversation with a Twitter bot? Um, have I? I don't think so. Have you? Yes. Um, I had, well, actually, uh, so if you follow Olivia Taters, she, I believe she follows you back immediately. And that I was one of her cooler features that she will reply to you. Cause not all Twitter bots do that. Right. Yeah. And, um, I have this Harry Potter mystery in my life. So I have the first, what I think are the first print copies of all seven Harry Potter books, but my fourth book, um, the letters aren't raised like on all the other hardcovers and hmm. I got it the day I I assumed that I got it the day it came out because after this the first two books I got all of them the day they came out it's also shorter than all the other books mm. and it drives me insane um weird so I tweeted like hey what's up with this Harry Potter book it's weird and she replied all of my others are perfect and i'm so happy to have them like gloating <laughs> uh, <laughs> that all of her harry potter books were great classic and, olivia right and and that's the thing she does she is like this classic character and recently twitter banned her like often twitter does uh, a purge of what they think are spam bots um, and for some reason, she got caught up in this. And so a campaign started, hashtag save Olivia, oh. because so many people were upset that she had gone away from the internet. And I love that this thing that was created by a human, but then completely left alone, um, connected with people so much that there was like a firestorm on Twitter to like get Bring this her back. back. Yeah. Yeah. And I just keep thinking about like, this is this doesn't really involve artificial intelligence it's like the most rudimentary like it's an api call Mm -hmm. and yet there people have such a strong connection to it it's Mm -hmm. weird but awesome i think (laughs) and to a teenage girl like society doesn't really look too fondly on teenage girls they're depicted as mean and snarky which she totally can be but she's also she feels so human even though she's just text and a picture, her avatar is a picture of She-Hulk. Do you think that people would have related to Olivia Taters um, differently if it were a teenage boy? That's really interesting. Um, I think it would have been more of a viral effect and not such an emotional one. Like he probably would have said really offensive, dumb things like, oh man, Call of Duty's great. I sure do like <laughs> Minecraft and like, uh, masturbation and like teenage boy tweets. Yeah. So I, I th- <laughs> it would be really gross. <laughs> I think they'd be kind of like grow. It'd be, it'd be really funny, but, um, and I'm sure some of them would like blow up, but Olivia Taters hasn't exactly been, she hasn't really gone viral. She's just like stayed a part of the internet. Like, yeah. 
Don't you think, though, that it's there's like <laughs> this is on the spectrum of sexism in that she's a girl specifically because she uses words like literally in most of her tweets, you know? Yeah. Like that's what's defining her gender is uh, words that teenage girls typically overuse according to stereotype or whatever. Um, and, and I think Rob Dubbin addressed that at some point and it's like all right it's okay to say literally sometimes like it's all right to emphasize things um because yeah she was created based on a stereotype but people still connected with her mm-hmm. and talked with her so yeah like she's problematic but she's still cool like like, <laughs> like a everything human, like everything yeah. else in this world like a human <laughs> she's problematic but still pretty cool <laughs> fair Oh, can we talk about horse horse ebooks for a second? Yeah, I don't know a lot about horse ebooks, so why don't you s- we start by you telling me? <laughs> so, horse ebook searched Google Books for for horse books and then would tweet nonsense sentences from that. Uh, but it turned out that it was this art project by these two guys and like it got weirder and weirder and Horsey books, it, it kind of did go viral, especially towards the end. Um, and it ended in like a live performance in which they just did a bunch of surrealist weird tweets. It's interesting that a human was trying to be a robot because we usually see it the other way around. These two artists wanted to be perceived as something synthetic. Um, it's like the opposite of the Turing test. In a way, it's more impressive, I think, uh, if you are able to come up with the weird, absurd tweets yourself rather than a computer doing it, Um, because... I don't know about that. (laughs) Like, tiny versions... um, Oh, yeah, that... He makes a lot of Twitter bots. He makes a ton of Twitter bots. And my favorite one is one named Professor Jocular or Jocular. Mm Um. And it's a Twitter bot that takes ones that it thinks are jokes and then explains what kind of joke it is. <laughs> so uh, one, uh, the tweet is misery loves company equals marriage and parenting. And he classifies it as unhappiness joke. And that is brilliant. <laughs> He's and, right. Yeah. And uh, Darius Kazemi, the guy who is Tiny Subversions on Twitter, made this. And I don't know. That's just... No, Brilliant. I, I think this is this is definitely more impressive than a human doing this, right? But if you're if you're talking specifically about the ebooks tweets where it's all just like word salad, um I, I think it's more impressive if your human brain can come up with that many things that are unrelated than a computer like pulling different random Oh um, yeah like sentence fragments together. It well, and that's the thing. Um, it was actually it. I, I should have said this. Um, it started as an actual Twitter bot. Um, oh, and but then they then, took over it and tried to see how long it would take for people to notice. No, I'm just yeah. No, <laughs> oh, that's really? that's literally what happened. <laughs> oh, it was cool. run by like just this like Russian guy, and he thought it was funny, which it was. And then these artists were like, "Hey, can we can we see? Can we be horsey books?" I also really yeah. like that. Um, when you spell it out, it's horse and then the letter E and then books. But when you say it, it sounds like horsey books, <laughs> which I appreciate. Savannah's kind of a fan of puns, um, <laughs> just a little bit. No, and, and that's the thing. Like the original, uh, the guy who made the account made that joke, which is probably the oh, best part of the account, is great. horsey books. Horsey um, books. So I think he should get the most credit. 
Speaking of Twitter. Yeah, speaking of Twitter, we keep forgetting to talk about this, but we have a Twitter account. Our handle is at RoboismCast. Um, we also have a website, which is Roboism.fm, which is where we put all of the show notes for every episode. Um, but you should follow us on Twitter, and you can talk to us on Twitter. We, we will respond because we're, we're humans. Yeah. Um, um, I am at Alex Cox. Oh, I'm at Savannah Million. Thanks yeah. again to Field Notes for sponsoring this episode. If you want to listen to another show in the Chicago podcast co-op, you should check out Friendshipping, which is actually another podcast all about robots, but it's about it's specifically about making friends with robots. Yeah, Jen and Trin actually know a whole lot about being friends specifically with robots and ignoring all of your hum- human friends, which is something that I'm totally down with. And I'm really glad that there are other podcasts about robots. But yeah, if you like our podcast, you would love theirs. I know. They really have their priorities straight because your real human friends, they're all going to die. So you need to prioritize your robot friends. Yeah. Learn how to make friends with robots now before it's too late and get the knowledge to do that by listening to Friendshipping. You can follow them on Twitter at Jen and Trin. Uh, Jen with two N's. The N, second N is for now it's time to be friends with robots. I'm Savannah Million. (laughs) And I'm Alex Cox, and this has been Roboism. Thank you, you for listening. listening. Beep. My other favorite thing is when two Twitter bots get confused and talk to each other. Oh, that's great. Like some, especially when brands decide to talk to each <laughs> other, uh, like ba- Bank of America and Taco Bell or something. And Does that happen? Yeah. Is that, is th- are those bots though? Or I thought humans are behind those. No. Really? Um, I mean, there. it depends. Like there are some accounts that uh, like if you complain they'll send an automatic reply of like hey how can we help you please email this yeah sure so um but then it's like a bot feedback loop of like how can i help you (laughs) oh thanks here's uh how can i help you (laughs) thanks how can i help you we're really sorry (laughs) no we're really sorry no we're really sorry I'm a burning of a being, being a
Am I a bad friend? (laughs) (laughs) I manipulate people to see if I talk about my friends on my podcast and don't tell them.